Have you ever finished reading a book feeling like you needed to talk about it with someone? We get that feeling all the time. Books just have a way of demanding to be talked about. And that's exactly why we started this podcast. Welcome Welcome to to Fiction Fiction Friends, Friends, where we talk about our favorite fiction works ranging from timeless classics to contemporary literature. Each episode is split into a spoiler-free section for those who haven't read the book. And a section where we really take a deep dive into the nitty-gritty details of the story. The show is hosted by me, Jet, and me, Mariana. Join us as we explore the wonderful world of fiction together. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Fiction Friends. And for today's book, we are talking about one of the... Well, it's not... It's a popular book. It's a very yeah, popular book. popular book. But it's very polarizing also. Um, it's called The Secret History by, by Donna Tart, right? Um, Donna Tart. In fairness to this book, it's been around for a while, but it's still so popular. <laughs> it was published in the 1990s, early 1990s. Yeah. Kidding. Huh? You're kidding. Yes, it was. You didn't know that. You thought it was a recent publish, no? Kind of. Right. Hello. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. First comment, her books are timeless. Yes. Freaking yes. timeless. Right. So that's one of the um so the <laughs> thing about the secret history, it's becoming popular because she has another book that got I think it's called Goldfinch. Uh, I thought which I she republished thought, recently. Oh, I thought Goldfinch was first, and then the secret history. Yeah, history. so she published Goldfinch recently, and then people ah, started talking about the secret uh, history. Secret history again. No, I also kind of think it's because it's dark academia, and it's and a, that's such a thing, right? Yeah, now. it's such a thing right now. So yeah, so we'll get um, into that. We'll get into we'll that. get to that. Yeah. So the secret history is interesting because the climax of the story is actually revealed. Or one of the first sentences the of the prologue. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, I don't know what the fr- I don't rec- I don't recall if it was the first sentence or not. But right away, it's it's a story that's told from the perspective of a guy named Richard. He's a Greek classics student in a small class that's headed by like a very eccentric professor named Julian at some. I forgot the name of the university in Vermont. So the eccentric professor only takes in five students at a time. Yes. But he makes an exception for Richard this time around. And so um, within that group, we meet the five other five students, Henry, Francis, Charles, Camilla, and Bunny. And they all have eccentric personalities themselves. They're all characters. <laughs> and in the prologue, we discover that the group actually murders Bunny. One of them. So, um, and the rest of the novel is a slow build up towards the murder and the aftermath of it. I want to do, I want to mix things up. What's your rating? Like right off the bat. I didn't even think of a rating, but I would give it four. Four? Four, huh? You liked it more than Clara and I the Sun. I liked it more than Clara and the Sun. Okay. Uh, you know why I like it. Okay. You, you know, I like mystery yeah, novels. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. That's your thing. It's yeah. your thing. I would rate, I rated it. No. <laughs> I rated it a 3.5. But maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe I'm being harsh. But it's just not my cup of tea. Like, you know, it's really not. Yeah, I know it's not your cup of tea. You know yeah. why? You know, I'm also excited to read 
if we were villains. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure. Huh? I'm not very sure on the title. If we were villains, because it's similar to this book. Right, because is, it's a detective story, but told from the perspective of the murderer. <laughs> no, no, but I think it's because Greek, Greek, and then this other oh, thing is Shakespeare plays okay. also. So that's okay. why I'm excited to also read right. that because right. of right. this one. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's one of the unique things about secret history is that it's told from the perspective of the murderer, but it's a murder mystery novel. Yeah. Right? We're going to... We're going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into that. All right. So you, maybe you can start with your like what your initial thoughts are. So I'd like to begin by saying I have mixed feelings towards the novel. I mean, me too. I don't hate it. I don't uh, hate it, but I don't... Well, like, obviously you don't hate it. You... I don't hate it, but like I also don't think... Oh my God. It's like the best. Yes. Do you think it's as... It's it's uh, worthy of the hype that it's getting. We'll get it. We'll get to that. Okay, okay. So I'd consider the prologue to be one of the best I've read for the past two years. I'm not even kidding. You know what? I loved the epilogue. More than the prologue? No, I mean like... I, that, how you feel about the prologue... Is how you how feel. How I feel about the epilogue. the epilogue. I feel like it's one of the best written epilogues I've read in a long time. Well, so we'll, we'll this get is why Donna Tart's we'll a genius. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so, well, Donna Tart is a very skilled storyteller. Yeah. She's a genius when it comes to building atmospheric scenes, compelling characters, which makes this book a poster child for Dark Academia. Ah. So for those of you who haven't chanced upon, I want to discuss Dark Academia also because we should, we should. Um, I don't think like... You can't talk about this book without talking, without about, talking it. about it. So for those who haven't chanced upon this term... Dark Academia is an aesthetic, and in books, it's... An inter, an internet aesthetic. Yeah, mostly, a social, like social, yeah, media. social media aesthetic. Yeah. And in books, there are moody and mysterious narratives that usually take place within an esteemed university or boarding school. Right. So it romanticizes the study of the classics, art, literature, finding beauty within the darkest places. And like, you know, like, Autumn, fall, fall season, and and, uh, and gray clothes, and neutral clothing, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the, that's the kind of aesthetic. Dead poet society, something like that. Yeah, 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 like that's the that's the look that this is going for. Going yeah. for. Yeah. So if you type it now and search it online, you'd be like, ah, you get it. Yeah, you'd get it. So it would have been nice if I'd come across dark academia pre college because our school, Silibad University, had a really good. English, literature, creative writing program. Uh -huh. The school produced a lot of esteemed writers and it would have probably been a course I took with a few more nudges and convincing and so reading about uni and the joy and decadence of studying, let's say, English and the classics was fairly entertaining. And this goes to a lot of people as well. And this is also why this aesthetic is so popular. Right. It's such a social... So it's interesting because as far as I can tell, this book is attributed with being the originator of that aesthetic. Of that aesthetic. Yeah. So, I yeah. Don't, or maybe even, may not may not necessarily originate, but popularized it. Yeah. In the 1990s, pre-internet. Pre-internet. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. love how timeless this book is. Yeah. So, yeah, so, as you're saying. Anyway, going back, I like the book. There's no question to that. But my main question that I myself have not answered fully, that I thought I would find while reading this book is that, what makes it a cult classic? What makes this 4.1 gem that is the secret it's history... 4.1 on Goodreads? Yes, Vesh. 4.1 gem that 
is The Secret History by Lola Tart a masterpiece. I've yet to find an explanation as to why it's being dubbed so. I will not shit on this book. I find it has its own charm. It has. It For has. a very plot-driven story, it's really running on vibes. <laughs> also, this is the, o- the only dark academia book I did not dump in my did-not-finish pile. What, what others have you read? Because this is my first media exposure. Like, I can't recall on the bat. I have to check my Goodreads list. But there was one. It's called Ninth House by Leigh Bardugo that I couldn't. But of course, I'm going to revisit that when I go back to Dumaguete next month. But it was something I had to park because I couldn't. I couldn't. The character building on this one was done very well. Coming from an undeniable narrator with also questionable morals perceived so magically. And the thing is, we only see his romanticized version of the others. Right. So we never truly get to see who they really are. Yeah. He is reminiscent to a wallflower and the great Gatsby's Lick Caraway. Yeah. Easy to grow attached to the characters, though you'll find Richard and his companions part of a cult. You'll actually find a lot of parallels between, between the them, great Gatsby right? and this book. You think? Yeah. Um, so The Great Gatsby was actually referenced in the book. And um, I don't remember. It was. Earlier chapters. I always catch a Great Gatsby reference. In oh, yeah. Book. Of course. But, but uh, Donna Tart with her writing style, it's very pretentious in the sense that she makes a lot of references to these kinds of works. So The yeah. Great Gatsby. But especially the classics. The yeah. Greek classics in particular. So she makes a lot of references to these things. Going, ba- I'll, I'll touch more on that later. But going back to the Great Gatsby, how um, it's this kid who's so enamored by My... a, a yes. mysterious figure yes. who is so rich, who has, who turns yep. out to have a bunch of trauma and some issues, and then there's a murder involved and all of that. And who did you think was Gatsby there? Henry. Hen- yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. It's kind of I like thought you were gonna say Julian. It could be also. Like I think they're like I a think collective. Julian is the dream, right? So they're like a collective Gatsby. Uh, it's very. Uh, it's not exactly the same, but there are some parallels. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. So I enjoy books that start with murder. Mm. Plus points for giving us a first-person perspective. The setting was beautiful. Made me feel like I was walking on campus with them. Yeah. I have a penchant for unreliable narrators. It makes plot twists much more enjoyable. The psychological fiction was a why done it and not a who done it. The hard part about making a why done it story is making the reason compelling enough. Right. This, however... You don't feel like it's compelling. I can tell by your face. <laughs> fell flat. It fell flat. For me. Okay. I hate to admit, I couldn't have guessed the ending, but I wasn't on my knees also when the events unraveled. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think I just really expected more. But right. it wasn't a bad ending. It was just not... It wasn't up to par. Or do you think like the build-up was much better than what the yeah, actual conclusion? Yeah, that, that. Exactly that. Yeah. The build-up was just... Like it set you yeah, up for, for something exciting. So based off of a lot of comments, they hated how... Like online, I've seen. They hated how bland the main character was and how boring it is. But I feel like if it were told in Henry's point of view or Camilla or Francis, it would be biased. First of all, it wouldn't even need a presence of our narrator, Richard. And it would completely disrupt the flow if it were told in the mind of this other character. It would be 
like reading a whole different story, like being inside the mind of a killer. Yeah. But I guess since again, we were running on vibes, it had to be Richard to keep everyone else mysterious. Also because his character represents the common person, uh-huh. someone who does not come from money and choosing a course that was art, while Julian the professor represents what a lot of people find as a luxury Snobby. of being able to do what you want without the need of thinking about finding money. Yeah. So there is a lot of representation in this novel, and I wouldn't have wanted to read it any other way except through our main character Richard's point of view. I have to insert myself from someone who writes professionally. The narrator of a novel isn't always necessarily the protagonist. Yeah. And that's yes. what happens here. Yes. Richard is not the protagonist of the story. Yes. He doesn't force anything to happen. His decisions aren't crucial to the to plot. The po- yeah, exactly. Everything that takes place <sighs> in the story is a result of the decisions made by, by people others. around him. Yes. Mostly Henry, who yeah. I think is the real protagonist of the story. But I don't want to spoil why. Yeah, yeah. But you have to look at it from the perspective of like Richard is there. He's he's witnessing these yeah, events happen. The observer. And you shouldn't judge the book based on how interesting he, he is. is. Yes. He's telling you the story. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I was trying to say also. Because like the yeah. comments that I've been hearing is like he's so bland. No, that's not the point. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So did the book have to be this agonizingly long? No. I just, so, I was just about to say it's such it's, a long grind. Yes. It's a hefty read with lots Oof. of exposition. Not all details are important. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So like not all the details that are talked about are crucial to the story or yes. necessary. It's really because no, he's like a because it's he's a person like like it's but a diary. You know why these details are there, right? Yeah. They shape that aesthetic that yeah. we talk about the whole dark academia the aesthetic atmosphere. like the description of the trees and like their outfits and the references to Greek classics and like all of that is just a contribution to the whole vibe <laughs> but not the actual vibe-y, plot very vibey yeah. yeah so many parts we could have skipped truth be told it started off really good but then gradually Did you skip paragraphs or pages no no no, i really did it i do that with books sometimes but i didn't with this so which is a test i did that with sally Rooney. that's why (laughs) we'll get to that later on another review yeah but yeah it started off really good but then gradually became extremely long and i could barely power through the right this is also why i don't have so many books that i've read for the month of june because i was stuck with this same same yeah because Oh, God. It's a grind. The writing was great, but man, what an excruciating 500 plus pages. That was really the biggest boo-boo for me. Thankfully, it didn't have a free crash course, which I was also kind of afraid because that wasn't something I was willing to sit through, like a Greek crash course, because I thought they would heavily talk about... They did, though, and a lot of... um... But not... What not, I expected. Not like a full-on crash course, but yeah. more of like bits and pieces here and yeah, there. I, I, they would, I would make references the to... References, yeah. but yeah. like not... Because I really, really thought they were going to... Exp- like a whole like, class? Yeah, like a whole like <laughs> talk about why they did this because of this theory and all that. Like I I, I cannot. I would I would change the book for the pod if we had to do that. It's an easy read though, enchanting. Oh, I, and I find this was really... Overhyped. So guys, the next time you come across an overhyped book, please manage your expectations. Nonetheless, I feel like this is 
a good book. A good... It's entertaining. Entertaining, yes. That's the best way I would describe this book. Okay, your turn. Okay. Um, I think it took a lot of what I was going to say out of my mouth. So, yeah. Um, he I just like, wants to finish the fun. No, no, no. I like I like that you called it a vibe. I was struggling to find the right that words for energy. it, but that it, it's really it. It's really just a vibe. It's it's because <laughs> the plot, you like you call it a plot driven book, which it is, but the plot is very underwhelming. Like if yeah. you look at how the story is structured, it's not very compelling. It's not very engaging, but. It, the book ends up still being compelling because of the style, because of the vibe, because of how it's written. So this book devotes an enormous amount of exposition to the themes of dark academia, right? And it does so in an unapologetically pretentious manner. And to be yeah. fair, if you're going to be pretentious with your writing, the best way to go about it would be to be unapologetic. Right, so and that's exactly what Donna Tartt did uh, with this book. Like so many lines and paragraphs were dedicated to discussing oddball references to Greek literature and the gloomy and sun deficient weather of Vermont and the clothing styles of these socially yeah. inept scholars and all of that. And again, as I mentioned, much of this exposition was done in order to shape that entire aesthetic not necessarily add to the plot like we get a whole section of the book wherein Richard is struggling through snow but it doesn't really add anything to the story um, I almost it, forgot Yeah, <laughs> which is like uh, it's just a, again it's just a contribution to that whole gloomy dark vibe of that environment it's not necessarily a bad thing um, there are so many readers these days who crave that kind of experience when they're devouring yeah. a book wherein the stimulus is more sensory than it is analytical <laughs> so um clara and the sun Wait, there's so many books like that now huh right. especially on yeah. bookstagram na super vibey like yeah. a tessa bosch fag, for example mm-hmm. yeah so like the previous review we did clara and the sun nothing aesthetic about it at all yeah but very analytical yes like it's it's an onion of a book where it's just layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like every it's not an onion because everything that you need to know about the book is presented to you. It's there. It's written out. Um, and there's not much to analyze. Yeah. So much in this book, there's very little subtext. Most of the essential story elements are fed to the reader by Donna. Um, she's very unapologetic again about her showcasing her knowledge. She's a very smart person she wrote this book when she was in college while she was in school so um uh her her emotionally charged writing i'm gonna search her face yes i've seen what she looks like um she looks like how i imagined her (laughs) um it was it was all very intentional it's not necessarily my cup of tea but i feel like she wrote the book that She's beautiful. She is. She is. She's she's pretty. She, and she looks like a scorpion. Joke lang. <laughs> <laughs> she looks mysterious. She looks like she would listen to Phoebe Bridgers if she were like in her 20s now. Yeah. <laughs> like the kind of girlhood. Uh, listen to Phoebe Bridgers and Folklore by Taylor Swift like over over again. No, I feel like Lord. I Lord. 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 Lord.
because I was very underwhelmed by it. I'm not a big fan. It was an enjoyable reading experience. It was entertaining because Tart is very compelling in her writing style. Um, I'll give her that. The characters did have a certain amount of depth to them. Like Their character arcs are very interesting, albeit weird <laughs> in some really? parts. Like I don't know. They're Well, they're weird. The characters are... They, they have strange behavior. Ah, I thought you meant like the book was weird. No, no, no. no. Like the, the characters, characters themselves. Yeah, yeah. They're, they they're were... very peculiar. So I guess that's what makes them interesting. I don't know. Or um, maybe Richard just made them look like maybe, they were maybe. peculiar because yeah. he's so he good at marketing. The, yeah. So, but the plot, like I feel was very underwhelming. It's a little too subdued and also a little all over the place. Like, okay. So without spoiling anything... The build-up towards the murder is kind of exciting. Yes, that's it, why you're still there yeah. reading. But then after the murder takes place, I feel like it gets a little all over the place. That's how I felt. Like it, I felt the same too, way. After little, the murder, it was yeah, like... Yeah, it was kind of a little like, w- w- what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Um, but I don't know if that's, exp- that's what you're going to experience. Maybe that's part of the appeal also for a lot of people. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, granted, she does a really good job at foreshadowing. Like, she places a lot of really subtle hints and clues here and there that clue us into how crazy these people really are. But we don't acknowledge them because Richard is so yeah. nonchalant in his delivery of, or or in his narration. Um, I felt like the book lacked a certain sense of higher meaning. So when I say that, like... Yeah, because you were expecting because it was Greek. There was like a thing uh, about the Greeks yeah, that no, they like, were like... Or something but they were following. Like profound, yeah. something like meaningful. But uh, I... That no. was not the vibe, Jess. It's not. That was it's not, not the vibe. So, um, it's not that kind of book. But yes. I will say that it's still entertaining. Again, it's just not my cup of tea, but I can understand why it would appeal to so many people. Yes. Mm, I wouldn't classify this as a classic. I it, can't really say because right? I'm not that knowledgeable when it comes to like... Because deter- I was going to ask you... But a lot of people but, do. Yeah. Because yeah. I was going to ask you, what makes a classic book a classic? I personally... It has some of the ingredients for it. So it has the compelling yeah, timelessness. characters. Timelessness. But what it doesn't have is that meaning. That like yeah. higher meaning. That fulfillment. Or that like... I feel like classic literature should be able to transcend its own story. And tap into greater themes. Like Clara and the Sun does that so well with talks about like existentialism and technology and loneliness. Whereas this book is just about a bunch of kids who are trying to cover up a murder and it's nothing beyond that right so like yeah it it was again it's very entertaining like especially in the lead up to the murder but is it a classic i don't think so so yeah that's why i'm giving it i feel like any book that's above a four should have the potential to be a classic and i feel like this is not really there's so many four. Ugh, you better not say that because there are four. No, no, no. Like if if I would rate the book a four, ah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to have a potential to be a classic. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. So we're gonna move on to the context surrounding the book or like whatever. In the previous episode, Clara and the Sun, uh, I talked about how various media outlets were constantly listing this as one of the best books of that year, to, uh, in 2021. None none for the secret history. No accolades, no awards, nothing. 
Like it, I I couldn't find anything that the the book won or like achieved in terms of milestones or whatever. So for a four point <laughs> yeah, which is so peculiar. So like um yeah, so that's it. But the main contribution that the secret history does have is it's it started the whole dark academia revolution. So that's it. That's like well, that's I think that's its iconic. Revolution thing right so tart first wrote the novel back when she was in college and then she sold it to not publishing for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. there have been numerous attempts at adapting this book for a film or television show but all of them have failed um the book actually drew mixed reviews when it first came out the independent called it the book of a lifetime but um there were also other critics like the london review of books who said of the novel the story compels but it doesn't involve <laughs> it offers mysteries and polished revelations on yes. every page, but its secrets are too deep, too unintended, too be to be menacing or profound. Yeah. Right. It's very polarizing. That's what that's what I mean when I say that the book is very polarizing. If you like it, you really like it. But uh, for yeah. others, it's just eh. It's okay. <laughs> uh it doesn't deserve uh the hype that it gets. So yeah, I guess that does it for our spoiler-free portion of this episode. Um, we'll come back in the second part of this episode. We'll talk about uh, we'll fan cast. Um, Mariana yeah, wants to do a fan ca- a dream cast. Yeah, cause like in this in this um book, it's the characters like what you said they, are one of the the strength the strength of the book. Of the book. Yeah. So we want to do it differently this time because it's so plot driven that it would be hard to like. Just pick a, a, a moment that you there like. there are moments every time. Yeah, because there are so many moments. You can't discuss the whole... So we're going to try to mix things up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so we're going to do that. Yeah, and for so the next few few books, we're going to have... We're, we're, we're shift, slowly we're shifting the, format. Yeah, the format yeah. also. So, okay, so that about just does it for this first portion of the episode. Please feel free to join us in the second part after you've read The Secret History by Donna Tart. And that concludes the spoiler-free portion of the episode. If you do plan on reading the book, please feel free to come back and join us in the conversation in the second part of this episode. We'll be right back. And we are back. Right. So for this portion of the podcast, usually we do like favorite quotes and favorite moments, but we're going to mix it up for the secret history. We're going to talk about... Uh, the characters no, first, but no through... movies, man. Right, so there are no TV shows or movies that like the book has been adapted into. So we're gonna dreamcast. Yeah, it and ourselves. we feel like I apologize in advance. I'm very bad at dreamcasting, although I am interested in hearing what Mariana has to say. Oh, but remember, we dreamcasted something, and then we both said the same crawdads. Thing. Yeah, we I did, think, yeah, we did crawdads. Yeah, um, which I haven't seen yet. Um, Is it really out? It's is it out really in out? other parts of the world, not yet not in, the in the Philippines. Philippines. Yeah, so um, supposed to watch it's bad reviews, <laughs> bad reviews. But I will watch it because of Daisy Edgar Jones. I love her. <laughs> the new um, cover of the book though sucks. The movie cover does it. Yes, I haven't seen it, but yeah. Okay, so the secret history. We'll start with Richard. Who are you casting for, Richard? <laughs> I hate my casting for Richard. Cody Smith McPhee. <laughs> Is he the guy from Queen's Gambit? Was he? I don't know. Wait, he, he's on. the dude in the Power of the Dog. 
Maybe he oh, was also. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Power of the Dog. Yeah. Uh, that okay. Kid. The really skinny guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I, I get it. Like awkwardy. Yeah. Kind of out of place. Quiet. I, I chose Cole Sprouse. <laughs> oh my God. I have Cole Sprouse you have also. Cole Sprouse? As who? As who? Francis. Francis. The gay guy. Okay. Because like Cole can play. Like, okay. He, he looks like he could. I chose an actual. Gay guy for Francis. Well, I don't think he's. He identifies as they, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure. Ezra Miller. Wait, you know, I didn't even include him because of what's because been of his happening. issues. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. So, um, the whole time that I was reading this book, I envisioned him as Francis. Really? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe because he's very because my my only exposure to Ezra Miller is his performance in The Flash as The Flash. Um, ah. Oh, you did see? I never saw we... Perks. Or you've never seen Perks? No. <laughs> Or, um, <laughs> what was that movie? I, not my cup We of need tea. to talk about Kevin. No. Oh my God. Yeah. You should watch that. Okay. I'll, I'll consider it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. He has that like, Francis has this very frail vibe. Like he's... Like, I can really right? also see Ezra Miller Kinda. play Francis, but I also can see Cole Sprouse playing right. Francis right. because he's also, he can also be funny. Uh-huh. He could also be... You know. Yeah. Uh, let's do the twins. So, Charles, I have Austin Butler. Why? Why do you laugh? <laughs> Austin Butler Henry? is another character for me. Who, Henry? Bunny! Bunny! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just funny to us because, like, I can't believe, like, there's so many actors. We didn't but talk we, about this. <laughs> but we, yeah, we, we, of course, we never talk about it till we... Until now. Yeah, till we record... A pod, but like it's just so funny because like you know there, like there's so many choices and yet, w- huh? Right? I could see him as bunny. I could see him as bunny also. But Austin, uh, he's not blonde. I know he's not blonde, but yeah. he could. I, I like. He, I feel he like can, he could like, pull it of off. Of course, like, they can know. just. Right. Um, My Charles is Jamie Bauer. Where is he from? Was he Stranger Things? The dude. Ah, okay, okay. The, the Vecna. Ve- yeah, Vecna. Vecna. Yeah, Vecna. That 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 makes sense. I like that. I like that more than Austin Butler. Maybe I'll move Austin Butler to my bunny. Because <laughs> for my bunny, I got wait Camila first. Okay, let's do. Because the twins. I want to admit, I had a huge crush on Camila while reading the book. Oh, like, see, like she, manic she's pixie very manic pixie girl. girl. Yes. Yeah, she's very manic pixie girl. Um, so who's your Camila? Ah, Daisy Jones. No, 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 no. I didn't want to say Sir Ronan. Sir Ronan is such like a... Yeah, she doesn't look such, like a, yeah. I feel like she can pull anything off. I love her so much. But I didn't want her for Camilla. I got Natalia Dyer. Stranger Things. Nancy. Ah. Or or Florence Pugh. Huh? Yeah. Like she she's can't, very, she can't, she she's can't very mysterious. I feel like she can. I feel like she can. But, but my first choice is Natalia Dyer. Like... I want to see her in like a more outside the Nancy role, which but I feel like she can pull off. I always thought she would be blonde, you know. I think Camilla. Was she is mentioned? blonde. She is blonde. She is yeah. supposed to be blonde. Like the both of them are supposed to be blonde. I picked Elle Fanning. I don't hate it. <laughs> I I can see it. Like like I, I I don't object to it. Yeah. Yeah. So Elle and Jamie. Yeah, I was. I mean, like. You know who I really like. While I was reading the book, I really envisioned like a young Gwyneth Paltrow as Camilla. Camilla. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. a young Gwyneth Paltrow. But she's too old now. So, <laughs> um, Henry. My head. Wait, who's your buddy first? Because I said my buddy. My buddy is Matthew Lewis. Who's Matthew he Lewis? He plays yeah. Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter. <laughs> Wait, again? Matthew Lewis? I yeah. just want to make sure. He plays um, Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter, that nerdy kid. Yeah, so yeah. tall, lanky, kind of awkward. Bunny. Yeah, annoying, awkward. annoying face. Yeah. Austin Butler, Magud, has such an annoying vibe. Like, you just want to push him off. But I feel like he's such a strong personality. Because Bunny has a strong personality. Right, he's right. so annoying. Right, he does. Did you did you reveal your Henry? No, not yet. Who's your Henry? You first. Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> is he, like, too old? He's, he's old, but he, like... Henry is is described as like big, burly, broody, uh, mysterious guy who looks like he wants to be left alone all the time, and that's like Liam Hemsworth vibes to me. I can't think of anyone else who's like the size is getting to me. Like it, it's hard <laughs> to size. think of actors who are like big. Oh, it was easy for me. Who? Jacob Elordi. Who is that? Huh? Wait, 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 wait. The name's familiar. Who is that? But I, I Nate in Euphoria. I don't watch Euphoria. Wait. Oh <laughs> my god. It's like I don't watch Euphoria. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm gonna show you Jacob Elordi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy. I could see it. Yeah. As Henry. He, yeah. He has that but, Henry aesthetic. Look, but it's I think it's because I've I've seen also Euphoria and he was so cocky there. Right. But like he could pull off a character that's really He's the guy in I don't know if you've seen this. Probably um, not. <laughs> that 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 Black Waters, Dark Waters, no. Shallow Waters. The one but with J Lo's Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck with that super hot girl. Ironically enough, I envisioned a young Ben Affleck as Henry, Henry. while reading um, the book. I don't know, maybe you've seen this movie. She was he was with this girl, that super sexy Bonder? hot girl. His new movie ba. I'm sure you've seen new it. New movie? Yeah. I haven't seen any of his it's, new it's, stuff. It's a law thriller. Ana de Armas? Yeah. Ana de Armas? Yeah, that yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deep Water. Deep Water. And yeah. then Jacob Bellardi was also there. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. Because I love Ana de Armas. <laughs> You'll watch it and you'll see Henry is there. Who I think, by the way, I th- Ana de Armas for Evelyn Hugo movement. Guys, let's try to get that going. Oh, really? I really want her to play Evelyn Hugo. Um, you know who I want to play? Evelyn Hugo, even if I haven't read. <laughs> who? See, I know. See, what's... Wolf of Wall Street Girl. Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie. I also... I was envisioning Margot Robbie when I read the book. But Evelyn Hugo has... Is Latin descent. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. But they marketed her as a white actress. Yeah, like... Mm. But like Marilyn Australian ones, see. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Margot Anyways. Robbie. Yeah. So, yeah. So, maybe we can get into the characters a bit. Right? Yeah. Um, let's get in. How do you want to go about talking about them? I want to talk about like the things, some of their most peculiar behaviors. But what do you, how do you want to go about this? Yeah, yeah. We, we can do that. We, we could do that. What did you think about the gay encounter between Francis and Richard? I felt like it was. I feel like it was very out of character for Richard to just allow that to happen. Ha, I felt like it was in character for him because he looks so submissive. He He's looks just like, like the guy who's oh, like, it's oh, fine, well, it's fine. You know, not now that you mentioned yeah. it, it makes sense because the whole story, he's just like, okay, like, I'll just go along yeah. with the group and, <laughs> and do this and do yeah. that. Okay, okay, no, no, that makes sense. But like, 
I don't know. I felt I'm not homophobic. I would like to emphasize this. Yeah. But I just felt like because he didn't have consent. Did Francis have consent? I don't even remember that part, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just struck me as like, Richard, you're such a pushover. <laughs> like, yeah. How could yeah. you just allow this to happen and you know, stuff like that? Which which but is a common theme fuck, in right? the book. Huh? They no, they didn't. They didn't. However, which brings us to people who actually did <laughs> have Ooh. sex. Charles and Camilla. So it's insinuated. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's insinuated yeah, yeah, that the twins the had sex. Francis says that the yeah. twins have sex. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, like, of course. We can't confirm it. They never admitted it. But somehow I feel like um, Francis is kind of trustworthy in that department. Yeah. Because also Tart sprinkles clues here and there about there's this weird energy between the twins. Like even in the earlier yeah. parts of the book, like there's something. They're inseparable. There's but... something about their connection um, that's different. Um, not just because they're twins. Even this is, um, this is not verbatim, but this is like a thought that Richard has that like there was something about their relationship that transcended the twin connection, and then like it was something more than that. Yeah, so. and there was a part there where Charles like, "Hey babe, I'm home." Like, yeah, I was so, so my jaw. Like that. I forgot. I forgot. My jaw dropped when he kissed her on the mouth. Like that. Oh, yeah, scene. there yeah. was a. Scene. Yeah, I think that would, this was after Bunny's death. So like, um, this was when Charles was getting into some really weird stuff, like drinking a lot and partying yeah. a lot, and like being this annoying. He got he got really annoying. Yeah, he got really annoying at the end. Yeah. Um, I feel like out of the entire group, I mean, we're supposed to hate Bunny, right? Like yeah. that's the point of his personality. He's like really annoying, but I hated Charles too. Because, because of what happened in the end. <laughs> but can you blame him for how he reacted? Like, that whole thing. I have a bias against people who... Drink too much. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's like a... But they all drank a lot. Like, a all lot, of them. But, like, for me, <clears throat> but, like... like uh, I, can't I can't control it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's my bias. Yeah. I, I think I have... I share the same sentiment. Like, it's some... Like, why can't you control it? Yeah. Like, to the... I. I understand, like, it's a real condition for a lot of people. Alcohol addiction is a real thing. But, like, it's yeah. so hard to empathize with Charles because there are very few redeeming qualities about him. He has him. in the first place. Right. So, um, yeah. How about the idea of Henry killing himself? I think, like, I think, like, he planned it so well. But something happened that it didn't go according to plan. And he thinks that he might, for me, lang, like, I think he knew that he was gonna get the blame na. Right. Like after especially after Julian left, the yeah. professor left, I feel like he felt like he was going to get in trouble right. and didn't want the responsibility of that of having to deal with that, so he took his life. That's yeah. how I I mean there's also something noble about it because he ended up saving all of them. Everyone else. Yeah. Like um, they spun the story in a way that like uh, he told them to do it right? right he was like do this do that do that and he, it, it, it came out that like he was suicidal and they yeah. were trying to like they were just caught in the crossfire and then, yeah yeah so I mean I guess that also plays into Henry's like very methodical everything has to be planned out planned and, thinking, uh, and yeah. all of that so it's very that's what I mean when I say that like there's so much foreshadowing and stuff that like 
character behavior is very consistent with their personalities all throughout the book. But it's ano no like where everyone has like this deep admiration for Henry. It's like they're obsessed. Everyone with or is it just Richard? But uh, no, we like, know Camilla. Camilla we know Camilla is like in love with him. And Charles is like under him, kind of. That's why scared of him. Scared of him. Mm, yeah, and then um, Bunny like can't survive without him. Without him, him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. So that's why I. That's what I mean when I say that like Henry is the protagonist because yeah. everything revolves around what he says and does yeah. within that group in particular. And he's also the closest to Julian. Yeah. Yeah, right? This is the one question that like I just couldn't shake throughout the entire book. Why did Richard just allow himself to be involved in that murder? He had nothing to do with the initial ritual that resulted in the death of that farmer. farmer. He could have absolved himself of that situation right away. I think he just really wanted to be part. Which is such a weird so, but, but thing. It's, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I guess. Um, but it's, I don't think it was really thoroughly explained why. Like his motivations yeah. are so... His lack of a motivation, I think, is yeah. the better word for it. Like, we don't know. We don't, what, what is his deal like what is what drives him as a character and then that's so that's the only thing that i'm like uh i don't understand why like you don't you only met these people for For, yeah a few months you don't have to protect murder is a big deal exactly (laughs) like um i don't understand why you would allow yourself to get dragged into this whole situation it's so funny though and like um the very first interaction he has with Bunny with that whole restaurant. Like, I yeah, forgot my, my wallet favorite, thing. That was my favorite moment, actually. <laughs> like, if I, if we really, like, if we insisted having to have a favorite moment, that would be mine. Because it really, like, revealed a lot of who Bunny was because yeah. of that. Yeah. So, like, right right off the bat, like, you get a good indication. It's like, ah, uh, uh, so I understand him. why they killed this guy. Yeah. But it's just so funny how on TikTok, it's like, a book, but like they would get the secret because there's a trend in the secret history where they get the book and POV your P, it's like your friend POV your you friend, out. yeah, yeah, so like forgets his wallet, forget his wallet. <laughs> like, like that. But. Yeah, my favorite moments were really like just when the group was wholesome, just hanging out and talking about the classics. Like, I really loved those moments, like, really? just like. like just them like being really nerds. Yeah. I really love those moments. Like, it's very endearing. And it made me... It made me want to be like, I want to be part of these conversations. Like, they're, yeah, they're really group. insightful and all that. But, like, um, they... There's something very sinister about these people, especially with Henry in particular. Um, how the much, leader, leader, but good. Right. But how much of what we read in the secret history was influenced by Richard's unreliability. Yeah. As a narrator. Like, did that... Really happen? No, no. Like, my question is, like, was that... Do you think that was intentional? Like, are we supposed to be reading a story from a biased perspective? Or are we just... Or is this, like accidental like that's just that just happens to be his personality because you know there are parts where he says no i'm good in lying so we don't don't even know maybe these are like lies because he's not an idiot right yeah he's not he's unremarkable but he's not an idiot um we also know he's in love with camilla yeah that's why right and he's obsessed with becoming henry 
or becoming closer to Henry. Yeah, I think he wants to be that friend. Yeah, I don't know. There's 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 so little to say about Richard because of how much he, he lacks traits also. and characters and all of that. But there's not much really. Again, there's not much to unpack with the characters and the plot itself. It's yeah. all laid out in the book. But overall, I wouldn't say I regret reading it. Like it was still. I'm happy, I'm happy I finished it. Honestly, after the first hundred pages, I was like, I want to read some more. Ah, okay. Like, yeah. Because the first hundred pages are like, oh my God, this is so dragging and like really, yeah. it's like such a grind. But then after the first hundred pages, you're like, I'm really invested in the story now. It even got to a point where in like 50, 60 pages and I forgot it was a murder novel. Like, I forgot ah, about that, like, a murder like, Yeah, it like, was because of... Mo- yeah, like, I get what you mean. Yeah, because they're, they're just hanging out. They're, like, in school. And, like, they have a weird professor. And it's all just about that. And yeah. then I forget that, like, wait, a murder takes place here. And that's what the story is about. It's about... So it was very... I agree with that one review. So, like, it's very... It's it's compelling. Beyond that, it's not eh, it's not it's not all that deep, but it's still very entertaining. I don't know. I, I don't really have much to say about Donna Tartt's secret history beyond that. Um, it was somewhat underwhelming, but I still enjoyed the. Experience Are you gonna read to her other books? Extent. No, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna read anything else. But I don't know. I was, <laughs> I'll I'll try to read reviews on Goldfinch, but like if this is it her was a best little work, friend, secret friend, little friend. I haven't. I, I don't. I'm honestly not familiar with any of her work. Um, but if this is her best, I'm not too keen on. On reading the, the idea of reading anything else. Um, yeah. So how do you want to close this? Do you have anything else you want to say about? No, I'm so sorry. History? I yeah. I just feel like Richard should have been a marketing major, not yeah, not a because <laughs> he sold their hello characters very well. Um, I want to try to end this review on a more positive note. Because yeah, I was gonna say it's not. It's I I know we like we we talked about the the, the lack of depth and like yeah. you know but it's still a very smart book. It's you know how like a lot of people enjoy watching TV shows that make reference jokes because they feel like oh I understand the reference like, yeah yeah um, it makes me feel like I'm in it makes me feel like I'm smarter than everyone else because I yeah. understand that that's essentially the kind of experience you that you would have with the script history yeah. if. You're familiar with the classics if you're familiar with Greek literature, which yeah. I'm not. So, like, I'm not really all that knowledgeable about Greek literature beyond the Song of Achilles and <laughs> um, Circe and, yeah. and all that. But so, um, but like, uh, if you are, then I, I'm sure you'll find a lot of gems in this book um, that you will enjoy, that you will appreciate. But story wise, uh, it's okay. It's like, it's like one of those books that you like, okay, that was cool. And then you move on to the next to the one because it's not yeah. all that impactful. Um, yeah. Not something you would... Yeah. yeah. I, but again, you know, it, there's a market it for it. There's a market for it. Definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. There's a cult following. Yeah, there is a cult following. Um, and there are loads of discussions, Reddit threads um, about this book uh, that do a better job of breaking it down than we do. Uh, but for us, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Alright, so I guess that just about does it for this episode um, of Fiction Friends. We are looking into doing more different formats. Um, we might be coming out with our five-minute reviews are going to be different. A little bit maybe, different. Maybe, maybe. Like we we'll be experimenting with different yeah. things. Um, 
let us know if you would be interested in us ranking different books for a yeah. single episode, you know, stuff like that. We're looking into doing uh, those kinds of reviews in the future. But for now, this has been The ikaw, Secret ikaw, History. You, you're going to rank Sally Rooney books. Sally oh, Rooney. Yeah. I haven't. I kind of want to read Normal People because. You like. I want to watch Normal People. You haven't seen, I haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Is it it's a series or a movie? Series. It's a series. I love Daisy Edger, Edgar Jones. She's so pretty. <laughs> so I kind of want to read um, Normal People because of that. But yeah. But I feel like she has her bug with this. Like she doesn't She has act, a Anne Hathaway vibe. But like her roles are kind of like. The same. Like, so she's like she acts cast. the same. But... Mm, kind of like a, like a Ryan Reynolds. Kind of it's the same guy every single movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not like. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for listening to our review of The Secret History. Um, We'll be back with another episode next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Thank you guys. We'll see you around again soon. Bye.